3: The one-year anniversary show. I was looking back. That first show, I asked, does our reach exceed our grasp? I have to say, a lot of these uh, shows I've done, yeah, I reached and went, oh, no, I can't grab it. It's like on the top shelf. I can't can't quite get on my tippy toes. Nope. Mm, Joey, you failed tonight. But then some shows have been great. Talked about sex. Talked about religion. Like in fact, I came out of the um, closet, the atheist closet, to uh, Baron here on air. But then the next night, we talked to a guy who told us how good it is to imitate Jesus, and I agree with him. <sighs> Played some good music, some good tunes over the past year. Yeah, tonight marks the one-year anniversary of this show. That's so exciting. And one year. One year. Very impressive. And Hurricane Irma knocked me off the air that night for about two minutes really pissed me off
2: hmm.
3: women mother nature
2: oh don't even
3: oh you need to be turned up christy a little bit please okay well in studio we have baron coleman
4: good morning i mean good evening <laughs> yeah
3: where's your i'm usually on the air in the huh? morning i don't know right. good evening christy is here as well hello how you doing doing perfect y'all
4: doing okay
2: I, yeah,
3: I, yeah i
4: feel really good i'm doing doing well. right. I had a good day i don't want to reminisce too much yeah but uh this is good <laughs> You might tell them I brought you some chocolates yeah. can we t- for the one-year Can one we talk anniversary. about what's, what's going <laughs> on? That, that is a uh, Himalayan pink salt milk chocolate. Actually, it's a dark chocolate. I use Himalayan pink salt on my steak all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's all we use. We don't have white salt. Good, fresh market brand. Fresh as markets? market? No, we get it from Costco. Then the big mm-hmm. jug, you know. No, I'm saying this chocolate. Oh, this chocolate is fresh market brand. Yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, that's a fresh market. You're they, putting me they've in a got, got mood. good. Uh, they've got good chocolate. Yeah, like store brand chocolate. They don't have a lot of it. If you want some variety and some different yeah. flavors, you got to get other kinds. But okay, they're store bought. They're store. I've brand never food.
2: heard of the chocolate that Baron buys.
4: Oh, I love chocolate. Yeah, Baron uh,
2: brings in the weirdest stuff. I'm like, I mean, I'm never not going to try it, but... Well, you know, got to eat my, it. my I chocolate. Never.
3: If I
4: offer for you chocolate, you
3: better eat my right chocolate. Him. Absolutely. I mean, it. Yeah. And y'all are already putting me in a good mood. Like, the lights are turned out. Yeah. But we got the lamp on. Yeah. We're in uh, grown and sexy mode. And uh, I wanted to have y'all on, number one, because y'all have been both amazing guests in your own right and together Aww. on this show. And you do help chill me out. Because as of last night. I'm not sure that's a good thing. As, no, I need help. As oh, okay. of last night, I'm thinking of converting to Islam, Baron and Christy. <laughs> you know why? No. So I can become a cleric. And a mom of sorts Then issue a fatwa on Matthew Stafford's ass
2: I started him <laughs> He I, got seven points <laughs> Yeah,
3: yeah I, I took fantasy football seriously uh, this year Saying, you know, the Lions suck But Matthew Stafford's a sure thing When it comes on. to fantasy points
2: can, can I tell you who was on my team? Who? Drew Brees oh, Michael Thomas Who killed it? James Conner Killed it The Jaguars defense
3: Oh, well, I have the Ravens D, so they did pretty
2: well And Tyreek Hill Oh,
3: Tyreek Hill.
2: I finished with 156 points. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.
3: But because Matthew Stafford was the (laughs) lowest scoring fantasy player this week. He was, he
2: was, he was.
4: And he screwed me. (laughs) Well, he'll be fine in the long run, though.
3: You'll be fine, Joey.
4: He'll be fine.
2: It's week one. He doesn't even need an offensive line. I lost by three points. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That hurts. When your quarterback gets seven, that hurts. That sucks. I would rather What did he throw
4: for? 45 yards? Right.
2: He had like four interceptions. interceptions. Oh, that's what it
3: was. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, like opening day. New year for the Lions. Lots of hope with a new coach bringing that Patriots mentality. (laughs) I saw the Jets were just stomping them. But you got to watch out when you hire a head coach whose last name is Patricia. That's my daughter's middle name. <laughs> it's fine for your daughter's middle yeah, name. Yeah, it's
2: a middle name, Baron. He's talking about the last it's, name. I,
3: I know a few women named Patricia. Great name. Yeah. but when it's Reagan like, would be so mad at you right now. But when it's a man's game. I'm sorry, that's what football is. Kind
2: of like a boy named Sue. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't want to work for a coach named Patricia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's a lot of pettiness going on right I'm now. I'm telling you. You know what's funny is that... Um, I didn't play against Dakota this this past weekend, but he's in my league mm-hmm. that I'm in, and he's the one that told me to draft James Conner because I had Bill, I had Levy on Bill. He's like, I need to bench this guy, but I don't know who to get. He's like, mm, you should probably pick up James Conner. He's going to touch the ball a lot this weekend. I was like, okay. Well, nice. I don't know.
4: So he's giving you tips. Yeah, gotta it's gotta probably the last time he'll do that, though. Yeah, he trust me. I was about to say, <laughs> <is he laughs> if, there's you any, if there's any kind of competitiveness, yeah, uh,
1: that'll be the last say, tip you get. I was about to say, <laughs> my goodness.
4: I'm just, I'm, I'm,
3: that's what I'm stuck on. Like, I woke up. That does suck. I'm not I woke why. up at like 2 and, and 30 in the morning mm-hmm. and like looked at my phone because I went to sleep before the game was over and went,
2: what? <laughs> His defense scored 20 points? Really? Uh, Come on, John Gruden. Come on. Do y'all have money riding on your league? No. Okay, well, that's good. It's
4: only pride, Christy.
2: Tr- Trust me, I'm in the same exact boat. Don't worry. I'm you guys playing...
4: don't have money on yours either?
2: No, I'm playing for a trophy. Oh, a trophy. Oh, a you trophy. get a trophy?
4: No, we don't. No trophy. What do you get? Pride. No money, no trophy? <laughs> pride. There's no such thing as pride. Pride cometh uh, before the fall, Joe. Yeah, I know. And I want it to fall. <laughs> but I don't have any pride anymore. I played fantasy football one time. $20 yeah. league. You put 20 bucks in. I think there were 12 people or 10 yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Um I don't even remember, I finished mid pack. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't, wasn't good. But I found myself each week rooting against the Colts. And it was back when the. When the Colts and the Patriots played every year, yeah, big of rivals, course, it was a big deal. Yeah. And I had Tom Brady, and he would score like 40, 45 points a week. That was the year he's is the year he scored 49 touchdowns. Why, why, 49 did you have touchdowns.
2: Brady? why didn't you see? I th- couldn't
4: get Manning, I had to, I, I had oh, okay. to, okay, that's
2: why I mean, the New Orleans Saints are my team, so obviously, I always get Breeze. I did tried you pick to get him lo- early, I did, I did, oh, I did. Wow. I, uh, I I didn't get to get um, Kamara, which I'm pissed off about.
3: See, I have Carson Wentz sitting on the bench waiting for him to be healthy. Yeah, to play for the Eagles and, he'll, he'll and Stafford's
4: out of here. Yeah, he'll score.
3: <laughs> but Is I found myself
4: rooting one. against the Colts. You know, I'd, I'd, it'd be like a Monday night, night game, Patriots change. Colts, and yeah. I would need 24 points, and, and Brady was the only player playing. I'm like, uh, it
3: does change how you uh, watch the game? Yeah, yeah. It's it's
2: a, it absolutely does. It's like I need this team, I need the Saints to do really, really good, but not score too many points, <laughs> and I need uh, this kicker to maybe miss one field goal. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I mean, it's just it's a bad situation. I don't do it anymore. I don't. I don't like that feeling. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, did you see the, speaking of the NFL,
3: I'm not. By the way, I'm not paying attention to the Star Spangled Banner and who's n- taking a knee and who's not. Who
2: cares? I'm not
3: really I'm either, there to, to watch football and win my fantasy football league.
2: I'm never not going to watch football because of a reason like that. I love football too much. I'm right. sorry. Kind of like right. the whole Nike thing. I love Nike stuff. Sorry. I
4: love Nike stuff. Yeah? I don't really have brand I went loyalty. and bought three Nike socks, a Nike shorts, and a Nike shirt yesterday. Go on. I'm just telling you, I, I no, like their stuff. Right. They have good stuff.
2: I mean, you're not going to boycott Nike. No,
4: and they were all made in America. I'm going to boycott my friends in North Carolina who are making Nike socks. No and way. if you
2: have Nike stuff, you're not going to burn it in your front. Hell no. Yeah. It's yeah. the most
4: comfortable t-shirt are ever. you sure I'm going to play the role of
3: my uh, progressive feminist teacher in college? No, boy. Man, this chocolate is so good. Um, are you sure you didn't buy that Nike stuff as some sort of political statement? Like, she asked me this. She looked at me and Joey, Joey, why are you wearing those shoes? Why'd you buy those shoes? I'm like, because they're comfortable. She goes, no, you had to have worn them. I'm like, no, Teach. I'm not wearing Sperry's like the bunch of the frat guys in here. I had Sperry's. Right. Well, how basic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, and Clark's. Thank you. Oh yeah, I had those and in high school. Socks. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I got off subject. But you
3: sure you didn't buy that Nike stuff and make a political statement of some sort?
4: No, not at all. I, I needed I needed more socks because I kept running out of socks when you I went Couldn't go run. with Adidas or some no-name no name. No, they're not made in America. These are the only ones made in the USA. Oh. I, trust me. I looked. So, yeah, so you look did it. do it
3: for a political reason?
4: Well, no, but. It's a quality sock. It's got plenty of padding. Yeah. You know
2: what you're getting when you're paying for it. I mean, when you, you buy you Nike, know you know what you're getting. you're getting good
4: stuff, right. Mm-hmm. And the t-shirts, the running t-shirts. See, I'll buy whatever type of, of
3: workout t-shirt or socks. I can go buy more socks. But when it comes to underwear, I do not skimp. You I should never skimp.
2: skimp on underwear.
3: Kind of like toilet paper.
2: Because
3: it rides up. It gets bad. Like, you, nobody tried, wants a rash. Have
4: you tried those Under Armour, like, slick underwear? Yeah. That's, 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 that's
3: Primo underwear. I wear you could probably I wear out. my yeah. compression
2: shorts as
3: underwear. No, I pretty much, people have asked, because I've talked about doing yoga a lot in this show, yeah. in this last past year, I do it in my room, I wear a Nike blue headband, keep the sweat out of the face, out of the eyes, Yeah, and I wear compression shorts, and that's it. Because I'm alone
4: in my room. I'm Mm -hmm. allowed to do this.
2: Well, even if you weren't alone, it's okay. I don't
4: think I would want to wear
2: compression
4: shorts. I wouldn't want something squeezing me all day. It's great.
2: It's great. Especially when you're, I mean, I work out all the time, but, you know, nothing's like. Everything's tight and fitted and keeps everything yeah. in, and and it's not riding up or anything. I don't like understand
4: that. people who wear classic boxers. I've, I don't yeah, get it. They get yeah. all bunched up. Everything's constant. You're constantly right. pulling it's on them a all day. <laughs> yeah,
3: you're, it looks like you're playing with yourself. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm not Louis CK, folks. <laughs> I am not at work. I'm <laughs> well, in a hotel with Louis. CK? No, but like, like seriously, when you're in like a deep lunge, twisted lunge position, I don't mm-hmm. get in that yeah, position um, very often. You should. It helps. It helps in many facets of life.
2: I believe you do. It should,
3: yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, it feels, she's right. It feels good when you're working out. But anyway.
2: It sucks uh, everything in. It keeps everything where it's supposed to be. Exactly. It doesn't ride up. It's right. perfect. You should try it. Look, exactly. I, I ran a mile today in these shorts. They stayed in place. I'm no one wants to see me
4: running in public in compression shorts. I'd no. have to wear shorts over and the compression. I'm not shorts. Saying, I'm not going to do like the
3: yoga and compression shorts like down at the riverfront. No. no, no, please.
0: No, I'm not that ripped yet.
2: No, but it,
4: like, I run, when I run, I'll just wear regular running shorts, and then I'll wear a running yeah. shirt, yeah. and it's it's plenty of coverage. You no wear one,
2: compression shorts under your shorts? I
4: could. But no, I get hot though. I sweat. I don't. I mean, maybe in the winter I'll do that. <laughs> anyway,
3: the um, <laughs> the NFL again. I I noticed this video. I didn't see it the night of, but Aaron Rodgers, like in the first quarter or something, he got hurt. He like hurt his knee, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, he got back in the game. I think he overcame a seventeen point deficit, leads the Packers to their first win of the season and their hundredth season. It's a big deal, right? Because
2: it's the Packers and Aaron Rodgers is awesome,
3: right? And uh, he. The reporter on the field goes to do the post-game interview, and th- whatever they gave Aaron Rodgers to get through the pain of his knee, that dude was high. Looked like he was on another planet. I saw. Ah, yeah, his eyes were like it. wide open.
4: Like try to find it. It's funny.
2: Yeah, I it's I
3: will, hilarious. No, and I might be able to find it, but it makes me wonder what did they pump into that guy.
4: Those guys are on so many drugs, particularly the linemen. Yeah, they are on so many drugs by the end of the game. Well, they were doing drug. The DEA was doing drug bust because they were just handing out Percocet like yeah. it was Skittles. Well, now they do the little IV drugs during halftime.
0: Yeah,
4: I mean those guys are all lit up.
3: It's the first result on YouTube when oh I started putting Aaron Rodgers twenty-four or twenty-three this. after you're
1: trailing twenty nothing. When you this come is at, the last. You played in some big games, Aaron put this one into words?
5: Well, it's it's hard to, it is. <laughs> but it's the backpacker Look at his eyes.
2: You know, had to take something really Oh my gosh. Injury
3: wise oh Lord.
4: <laughs> <out.
3: laughs> Those are dilated pupils, alright. He
2: can't
4: even speak.
3: Yeah, I only know what he's
2: his saying. I knew once I got back and, his
4: and His voice is on a different tone and everything. Oh, it's all it
2: high. Really
1: oh, it
4: yeah, like, <laughs> poor guy. I mean, he powered
3: through the game. How do you perform at that level?
4: That high? Yeah, mm. that high. Hey, but you know, there's the story of the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates pitcher who pitched a no-hitter on acid. Mm-hmm. You know, Oh, that's a great story. A, there are great stories in baseball where people are able to to stomach and power through on Damn. drugs. You know, you're, he's a pro. It's muscle oh, you memory. you
3: know I'm open to psychedelic experiences. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Wait, that's not
3: where you were going. <laughs> Do we
2: right. know that? Oh no! Oh no!
4: <laughs> we're not going down this hole.
3: No, we've already. Again, I was looking back at all the shows we've done over this last year. I think you we talked and I about that. Talked, in the talked past. about psilocybin mushrooms before. I think we talked about acid too. Yeah, I've never hmm. done acid, so I don't. know. I've done
2: mushrooms before. It's yeah. one of the best days ever.
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you learn a lot about yourself you don't just see things pleading the fifth
2: are we allowed to talk about this no they're doing they're, actually, the fifth.
3: they're they are doing studies with like certain psychedelics i don't believe acid but others that are helping people get
4: off uh, addiction because it's such a, a it's a reset
3: yeah yeah, it it resets you to kind of look at yourself
4: there's some uh, there's some herb that they're using in Mexico now to get people off of opiates yes and it totally resets them like if yeah. they don't have cravings they don't want it exactly it's, it's pretty it's pretty gnarly stuff well and then in states
3: mm-hmm. where you know the opioid crisis ugh, in states where they've legalized uh, cannabis marijuana mm-hmm. you see a, a major decline in opioid abuse and it's particular overdoses. Because it's a replacement. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes you it gets rid of pain.
2: The subject to subject. What is Copenhagen
3: no. following that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ask I can. don't
3: put Copenhagen in my mouth, good sir. <gasps> oh, sorry. Grizzly. Oh, right, Yeah, you did
2: that. Yeah,
3: I I told you this at the pool party. You did. I literally looked at you, you and went, "Yes, I yep. do this." You absolutely and said that. Yep. I was trying to be the most disgusting I could possibly. Well, be
2: I moment. was feeling good on. Was it rose? Rose. Rose. Oh, rose. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> that was a hey. That was a good pool party. Hey. A great pool party. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can't beat rosé. No, you can That's you a can. great summer beverage. Hmm. Jimmy Buffett has a song. Turn up, turn up the heat and chill the rosé.
3: No, I, I kind of wanted to. Uh, I thought of this earlier today when I was hanging out with you on your show. News and views, to noon, folks. Tune in.
4: Free plug, Joe. Thanks. Yeah,
3: I yeah, know. You do it for me. So scratch your back, you scratch mine. Just the backs. Just the backs. Just <laughs> yeah, the backs. Keep your hands above my belt. Yeah. Why didn't don't even have to tell me. I understand the rules already. <laughs> uh, this is these are unspoken rules for a reason. Um anyway. Now they are. I thought of this because you brought up the uh opioid crisis, then somebody called in and talked about Jeff Sessions, and like, ah, you still love Jeff Sessions, and now he's gone up to D.C., and he's, he's deep state. He's become a swamp creature. I'm sorry, but when was Jeff Sessions ever awesome? I'm not imputing the man's personal character by any means. I know there are a lot of folks who know him like, on a personal level, but when was Jeff Sessions ever like the greatest thing? In my opinion, my snooty, obnoxious libertarian opinion, I don't like the guy, politically speaking.
4: He's a police state conservative. There's no doubt about it. I, I think there's a lot of deference given to him inside the state of Alabama just because he was a native son. Okay. And I, I think people, when they look at Jeff Sessions, they don't see the, the nanny state conservative. They don't see the. That's the, what I see. Well, and, and I mean, and for good reason. That's who he is,
2: that's well,
3: who
4: he's always been. Christy, good people do not smoke marijuana.
2: Good just, people don't
3: Yeah, that's an that. actual quote from the Attorney General of the United States. But that's who he's always been.
4: True. But he was a warrior like on the border. <laughs>
3: this is my point. Yeah. That's who he's always been.
4: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. People people in Alabama have given him a great deal of deference over the years because sure. he's a native son. And because he's been there a long time. And people like to kiss the ass of whoever the United sure. States Senators are. And well, and these. I'm not
3: knocking him personally. I've talked to him on the phone several times. I've met him in person several times. He's, not, he's fine to hang out but with. But if you're looking
4: way. for a... a A libertarian-leaning Republican, he's not going to be your guy. Nope, not the guy. He's going to be more... He's not an establishment Republican. Mm -hmm. He's just a nanny state, good old-fashioned conservative Republican. He'd have been the guy persecuting Larry Flint. He'd have been the guy, you know, busting drug shops in Colorado while they were trying to experiment with legalization. That's just who he is. That's who he's always been. And he's not going to change. He's not going to change now that he has more power. True. I mean, typically, the the best predictor of future performance is past performance. I want
3: Congress to neuter him on that front. yeah. I think they have, as far as marijuana enforcement. Yeah, That's just my hope. Sorry, folks. Not sorry. I apologize for nothing.
4: Um, Do you think he secretly wants to go after Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> oh, for being high? Yeah. Do you think Jeff Sessions is watching that game going, son of a <laughs>
3: Your eyes are as red as the devil's. Oh, wait, I can't say that on
4: air. <laughs> uh, yeah, dilated
3: pupils. But here's the thing with drugs. It's like Aaron Rodgers probably has a really busted up knee. He wants to finish the game. What's wrong with taking like four Percocet or whatever the hell they gave him and getting out there and winning the damn game for your team? You're a pro. That's what you're supposed to do.
4: You notice the NFL will list marijuana as a performance-enhancing drug, but they won't put OxyContin on there. Right. No, and seriously, see, it is. I think if you don't feel
3: pain and you're all jacked up on it,
4: look. I mean, those those drugs feel fine. My problem is three days later, when you still haven't gone to the bathroom, and you you're all zapped <sighs> of energy and you can't get up in the morning. Mm. Good I don't see why somebody's going to get addicted about to that. This. No, you don't know anything about this.
2: I don't know anything about what he's talking about.
4: Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> take take those drugs for three days. Tell me you don't feel bad. You just do. Get Christy some more chocolate. Yeah. I have. T- <laughs> Here, try this Ritter's.
3: This is up. a good I chocolate. Two more yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, do you have pieces? No, but I, I kind of want to be a little serious I mean, because it is 9-11. And uh, we talked about you and I talked about it some earlier today, Baron. But do you remember where you were, Christy, right of course after you I do. put that chocolate in your mouth? Yep.
2: <laughs> I'm good. I can, I can multitask. I was in seventh grade. Hmm. um, Science class. And they made everyone go to our homerooms. And I know right after, um, they sent everybody home, obviously. I don't think, I, don't, I know me personally. I don't think anyone realized the magnitude of it until later on that night when I was with my family. Hmm. Because I remember, and I said this on the Bama Country Morning Show today, I remember it all hitting me at one time. And I went to my dad and I I just realized at that moment that so many people had died. And I I remember kept saying that over and over. I was like, dad, all those people died, all those people. And then that's when I realized what...
3: Yeah, the depth of it.
2: The depth of it, absolutely.
3: Wow. Yeah, I, and maybe this says something about me, but I was angry, but then I was also very coldly like, well, whoever did that's got to
4: die. And I, yeah. I was like 12. You I know, mean. <laughs> that's similar to the reaction I had. I was a senior in college. I was getting ready to go to class. And my sister called me. Um, it was, I don't know, 830 or 845, whatever. I think my class is maybe at 10 o'clock. And my sister called me and said, turn on the television. There was a plane that hit the World Trade Center. I was like, What do you mean a plane at the World Trade Center? That's so weird. Right. You know, when how'd that happen? So I turned it on C N B C was the station it was on. So I turned it on, watching it. We're sitting there talking and the other plane hits. And we didn't see the plane fly into it. We just both simultaneously saw the explosion in the other tower. And she was like, oh, my gosh, did you see that? I was like, yeah, it's like it jumped yeah. from one tower to the next. Said, That's really weird. Then they came on and said a second plane had hit. This yeah. is obviously terrorism. Other, you know, the, the Pentagon just got hit. And we we're still talking. It was like 30-minute conversation. And she says, what do you think this means? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, but my guess is we're going to go to war. Yeah, you know, in some and way. because I, I just assumed it was a, a foreign state, I didn't realize it was just a ragtag group of folks. May have actually been a foreign state. Yeah, uh, but but I mean, it, it was funny though that that was your reaction. That was my reaction. Was oh, it was very cold. It wasn't. I don't know. Maybe it's something about me when
3: like shocking things happen, and I have to watch myself. Like when a mass shooting happens or another terrorist attack, I'm kind of like, yeah, it has been going on since the beginning of you know human civilization. This sort of thing you know killing and war unfortunately so it's like oh god we got to deal with that again yeah now let's deal with it um, though there's a aspect of it and I don't remember it as much cuz I was 12 years old that you know adults are talking about the patriotism like how everybody felt like they were an american that day mm-hmm. and and especially 912 and it reminds me of george orwell he wrote beautifully about going through the blitz in London. The Germans bombing the hell out of them. And how nobody was better than anybody else. Once that once you're in the thick of it like you do not you kind of come together and then we survive. And it's weird how people write about those times and almost long for them. Not for another disaster to happen but man why can't life be as like meaningful and vivid as it was. Why can't we feel like
2: this all the time? I mean why does it take a Disaster, or a, right for well, so for everyone to feel this way.
4: Well, well, you can do it on a micro level. Yeah, uh, I've had um, that's my, where I was hoping we would. Of my core circle of friends from high school, there were five of us. Three of them are dead. <laughs> One of them's been to prison for <laughs> seven Lord years. Lord. And then there was me. <laughs> that was my core circle of friends in in high school. And um, every time there was a death, everybody else, you know, we'd gone on and done other things with our lives. Everybody mm-hmm. moved away, whatever. Every time somebody died. Not just those people came back together, but all these other people came back together. Same thing in your family. Some matriarch dies in your family. Everybody comes together. All petty differences. It doesn't matter who left an empty milk carton in the fridge or anything like that. All of a sudden, all the BS stops. You're focused on what really matters for a little while, and then that wears off. Mm -hmm. It was six months or so. I mean, George Bush's approval ratings the month after 9-11 were 91%. That's a lot of Democrats approving of a guy that they called Hitler two months earlier. <laughs> right. You know, and, uh, but it wears off. And then by the time he ran for re-election just three years later, his approval ratings were back in the low 40s. Mm. So it, it, why can't we all stay in that reality? Right. It, and you alluded to it. It's not human nature.
3: Well, and I was about to say that you know, bringing it to a true micro level where it's I think we're built to struggle. To be kind of in the middle of like, oh,
2: no, got to survive. And I mean, he, well, it's like Darwinism almost. Yeah, I mean, you're you know, <laughs> you're always, you're you're always struggling or striving for something. You're always struggling.
3: You work out like pretty much every day, right? Mm-hmm. So like that when you had the thing and you couldn't work out for a little while, right? And probably did it mess with you like psychologically? Like oh, that? absolutely. You, right.
2: Yeah, because I I I physically uh, got weaker too. I couldn't lift as much, you know. Once I started, once I started back working out, and it messes you. It does mess you up psychologically that you're not as strong as you used to be, and you're not, you know, you're not as good as you used to be. Itself. Well, and it's
3: that habit that if if I skip a few days, right. It's like I. It's not just the physical. It's like oh, I'm kind of out of it. I'd lose that edge mm-hmm. mentally if mm-hmm. you sit out of it. You lose that callus, that brain callus. well oh, that sounds great.
2: Right. Well, you know, it, it, it's funny too that you uh you were a senior in college. Right when I have because I remember being a se- I remember being a senior in college, um, when Obama announced that they had yeah. killed Osama bin Laden, and yeah, I, was I was at a, I was at a house party. I was at a house party that night, and everyone yeah it was like ten or eleven o'clock at what 9. they were doing. Yeah. Everyone stopped what they were doing. Everyone stopped drinking. Everyone stopped doing playing beer pong whatever whatever they were doing, and everyone just simultaneously. It was like his most quiet house party yeah. I've ever been to. It was it was crazy actually. The what way it happened. What year was it?
3: 2010. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was right before, or 2011, right before the next right. presidential campaign. Yeah, right. I'm, well, I'm, in, I remember that.
4: In my experience, when he announced, it's a funny kill, you were at a house party. I was in bed. Somebody texted me and woke me up, and I was like knocking the crust out of my eyes and turned the TV back on. I was an old man. I was up in my <laughs> my room. I think
3: I was studying in my room. I was studying. That's yeah. Let it be the record show. I was studying alone in my room. And what was her name? <laughs> no, there was no other person but me. But what I was saying? studying. <laughs> Very attentively. Look, staring at my computer screen, studying. Oh. And uh, <laughs> what was her name? <laughs> <laughs> and, Jasmine. And like Troy joins me on Mondays, yells, "Hey, Obama's! Like, I think they killed Bin Laden." And like everybody in our apartment complex, after the announcement made, starts to trickle out of their apartments. Beers are being cracked open. We're singing American drinking songs that don't exist. Like it was just, uh, it was a great moment. Like, yeah, we killed a guy. Mm -hmm. I went back to that 12-year-old self going, somebody's going to die for this, and like, well, that guy died. He did, finally. Right. But it's a weird, it's not a great type
4: of closure. No. Vengeance is never Wouldn't it. it. Wouldn't it be a better story if they didn't kill the guy? If they extracted him from that compound and he's still alive in a hole somewhere? And they show him on the news. Hey, buddy, the whole world thinks you're dead. You have nothing to live for. You will never be seen or heard from again. Oh, that's a weird type of torture. Right? Yeah. That's I've never thought about
2: that. The ultimate,
4: ever. because nobody on the boat that disposed of him saw him. They had him pre-wrapped before he left the compound. Mm-hmm. They wrapped him up, flew him supposedly on a boat, drifted him out to the Indian Ocean, and then dumped him at the bottom of the ocean. Is
2: that what happened?
4: Yep. Well, I
3: mean, and having him pre-wrap before leaving, that sounds like safe protocol. Uh. That's pretty safe. Well,
4: let me tell you. It's a more badass story if he's sitting alive in some hole somewhere.
3: Maybe we could get and some. And they like, keep uh, showing him the news that buddy, no one knows you're alive. No one's coming for you. Maybe we should get some like Greek gods voodoo going and give him the punishment Prometheus got. Like, I
2: feel I feel like stories like that you almost go back to uh to those times where they put your head on a stake, like out oh, in front of the castle, yeah. you know. We'll,
3: we'll crucify you on the road to that's Rome. What yeah. I'm talking. Yeah.
2: I mean prove to the world what happened, you yeah,
3: know. Yeah, that's it's uh that's pretty intense.
2: <laughs> we <laughs> we took a turn. Well it is you know, it's of uh, I would rather
4: live in, rather live in a country where we're badass enough to pull
3: that off. Yeah. No, I wish it just happened sooner. And I wish we weren't in a constant war in Afghanistan now for most of my life. I thought life. they wrapped it up. Are they still over there? No, they haven't wrapped it up at all. <laughs> 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 they keep telling us they've wrapped it up. You know, all, all combat troops yeah, are Yeah, but most people will tell you they wrapped it up. They didn't wrap it up, no, okay? They it up.
4: They'll be there forever. There, right. will, there will never be a time when there are not American troops in Afghanistan. It's called mission creep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh well, we could hit a break here. Mm. This is a pretty happy show, guys. <laughs> so Having we've talked so far about acid sessions, mm-hmm. underwear, uh, underwear. Aaron uh, Rodgers, Invest money in underwear. Compression shorts are great; they keep everything tight, <laughs> high, and tight. <laughs> this is a
4: this is a I oh mean, no. this is a hey, productive got show. I forgot the
3: number one thing what? that I'm going to convert to Islam so I can become a cleric and issue a fatwa on Matthew Stafford's ass. <laughs> Ruining my fantasy season, I forgot, man. I forgot about that. Goodness. But now I need to tell folks about Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. I love Eddie Bader. Yeah, I actually saw a funny Twitter, not Twitter, a uh, Reddit post. It said, Rich people of Reddit, how did you stop being so middle class and become rich and well off? And this woman actually responded, said I was working kinda of as an entry-level nurse and I was making, you know, all right money, but I realized, ooh, I could save this fifty grand a year salary, and I invested in a rental property and started to rent it out. And then I did it with another one and another one. And now I make all sorts of money and just live off that revenue stream from the houses I rent out. And then somebody, and this is the problem with some people out there, in the millennial generation in particular. Oh, so you gave up your job and became a slumlord? No! like you actually made a wise decision and made the real estate market work for her in that case. It's great to be a nurse, but it's great to have that money. And that's exactly what helped change Eddie Bader's life. And it's what he and the Goodson Group can do for you. So go to the GoodsonGroup.com. You can see all sorts of listings there, or you could um, have them get you all set before you even close on a potential rental property. They can set you up with tenants. So in the first month, you have a revenue stream Coming through. It's just a great setup all around. And before I go and give Eddie Bader a call, three two two zero six six two. Again, that number is three two two zero six six two. I wanted to. Well, uh, oh, hold on. I'll hit it after the break. Eddie's been sending me too much today. There's an open house this Sunday. And I'll give you the exact address after we hit this break. Um, Hazel Hedge. Yes, Hazel Hedge. I'll give more just of go the there and look thegoodsongroup.com, You can find it. Well, folks, you're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. One year in the books, almost.
2: That's exciting.
4: So exciting. We're halfway done with the one-year anniversary show. And yeah, nobody's yet been inducted into the Hall of Fame. I'm yeah, we a We little... need to pick it up. I think we need to
3: lay off the fatwas and the Bin Laden killing. It's a little dark. It brings it down a little. I'll be honest with you.
2: We'll make it happy again. Okay. Joey Clark.
3: Getting a little grown and sexy in here. Uh,
2: good.
4: Are we having fun tonight? Uh, Yeah. Are we having fun tonight? Once more, once more, <laughs> as I say on our show all the time, you could charge for the conversation during the breaks. That's yeah.
2: what people really tune into. I think there are people, into. people
4: yeah. pay $100 an hour to hear the conversation during the break. Absolutely. And oh. they would be getting their money's worth.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I think they would. They'd be saying. Uh, yes. That's what they'd be yes. saying. No. I mean, I don't know who that is. I just saw that in the system. It's a great, great drop. <laughs> it's a great there? drop. <laughs> I forgot that
2: was <laughs> Every time I forget, you all remind me.
4: Yeah. Well, I don't know who that is, seriously. Wasn't that Meg Ryan and that? Yeah, that, that uh, was uh, when he Harry met, met Sally. Sally. Yeah, that's Sally. That was. that was Sally. She was ordering cho- She was ordering coffee or something. Yeah, Sally with like an ultra compressed
3: audio. Yes, yeah, yes. like she was on the radio with me. That's so. right, right, Sally. That's right.
4: And there was a guy giggling in the background. That must have been uh, <laughs> right. Tom Hanks. Was the, who was the guy's name? When uh, Billy
2: Sally. Crystal. Billy
4: Crystal. Right? Oh yeah, Billy Crystal. That clever
3: dog. Love him. Now, have y'all ever uh, hired anybody to murder anybody? Not in weeks.
0: <laughs> it has been a hot second. <laughs> been
4: yeah. a minute. Yeah. been yeah. a minute. Okay, so I've never done that either. Yeah. like that's so uh, a high end job. I might have thought about it, but then went ah, poor. I think
2: everybody's thought about it.
4: Wet works are not cheap. Right? Yeah, you gotta know what you're doing. That's what that's what it's called. Wet works. Oh, wet works. Oh, did I say too much? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't know what it was called. Yeah, so it's called. Exactly, you're
5: the lawyer. <laughs> it's exactly
4: that's exactly what it's called.
3: Oh, okay, works. why is it
2: called wet works? Blood. Oh, of course. oh and
4: don't you need like bleach? Or acid? I'm not going to get into this, but bleach is not what you need. (laughs) Bleach is going to get you caught. No, you should have pigs, right? No, those will get you caught, too. They go to the bathroom. I vote acid, right? No, it's not. No, no. We're not going to talk. But you need a really good bathtub. No, 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 no. no. You guys are going to get caught. (laughs) I'm telling
3: you.
2: (laughs) Stop it. It'll dissolve through. You can't use the upstairs bathtub.
3: No. Listen. What we need is an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico Now
4: you're cooking yeah.
3: Now you're cooking
2: yeah. hey, You notice
4: a lot of people go missing in South Florida But very few people are murdered <laughs> There's a reason for that There's a gigantic uh-huh. ocean right next to them They just went on a perpetual vacation that never ends <laughs> Went nine miles out
1: mm-hmm. hmm.
4: making- Nine miles is the key You don't float back in Under the
3: sea <laughs> Yeah, Under the sea But no, I've never hired anybody to murder anybody yeah, um, but this one Thank guy. Confirming. Uh, yeah, I think I need. To, it needs to be for the record. When the night Bin Laden was killed, I was studying while I was staring at my computer, and I have never hired anybody to murder anybody else. <laughs> what
2: was the name again? Jasmine. Jasmine. No, no, that's
3: <laughs> no, no, that's, no, no that's, that's incorrect. That is incorrect. But Juniper. It no, was
4: a different script No,
3: this. that's not. That's incorrect as well. All right. Anyway, uh, we found this guy. I don't know where he's from. Um, I guess we'll find out in the clip. Kansas City. He says it in the clip. Oh, he says it in the clip? Did you not preview the clip? I I, I barely pay attention half the time. Uh, So, he is... um, Well, let's just listen in.
5: Cause, uh, the FBI come knocking on my door at midnight, night before last, mm-hmm. told me, asked me if I made anybody mad recently. And, and
3: hold on, let's give a picture to folks out there. <laughs> yeah, please,
0: please, uh, please.
3: He's wearing some seriously, like, <laughs> rocking aviators, but the type where there isn't like a, just a simple nose piece. Bro, it's like, those are
4: blue blockers. Those are blue blockers? They look like blue blockers.
3: <laughs> yeah, so the nose piece is still lens. Yeah. It's like straight lens, like... Like a shield on your face, very yeah. futuristic. He doesn't have a dark hair on his head; it's all no. mm-hmm. white, all white. The hairline's a bit receded, so like you're... a
2: trimmed-up Santa,
3: right? And he's got, but he's got the beard. He's got oh, the yeah. goatee, yeah. Mm-hmm. A trimmed-up Santa who's has a receding hairline, and, he's even,
4: got, and uh, he's
3: even got, he's uh, even got a need for a, a bro. Oh, and look at that! They've got a, a microphone clipped to the top of his t-shirt. Is that sweat on yeah, the top. Yeah, look at that flop sweat going on he's around. Got,
2: he's got moobs
3: right on the he, collarbone. He needs a brosier. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he needs <laughs> he needs one of those. <laughs> he has some compression shorts for his chest. You know, yeah. give everything high he everything some Spanx. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, this is the <laughs> right, guy anyway. talking. This is the guy talking. He goes on. Have you made anybody mad recently?
5: I said, well, I'm in the used car business. I can make a lot of people mad recently. And then she, then the FBI person said, well, what about in the past? And as soon as they said the past, I said ex-wife. And they go, you got it right. You got it right. It was your ex-wife. And then they <laughs> told me that my ex-wife was in custody for a murder-for-hire plot to get me whacked.
3: Now, you would think that you'd be a little more upset, but he's very nonchalant about this.
2: First of all, I've never heard the term whacked except when referring to the mob, Right. right. Yeah, but it, it fits here. Sure. I guess so. Yeah. I think it fits here. Yeah. I'm willing to let whacked go. Whack I'll you. allow
3: it. I'll allow yeah, it. you can whack somebody for your wet work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. That sounds sexual. But let's literally, let, the clip is not over.
4: Whacked for your wet work? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Come let's, on. Hey, we're grown and sexy enough with the lamp right. on. Let's keep that it does, clean. That does. PG-13 so
5: here.
3: Come on, Dad.
4: That's, that's, uh, go ahead.
5: They told you all the details of this plot. What's going through your head? The part that insulted me the most is the fact she was going to pay the hitman so little money and she wouldn't outsource it. <laughs> she did work with somebody here in Kansas City, evidently. They liked me more than they did her, so they flipped on her, and she should have took somebody from out of town, Chicago or New York, and she should have paid them at least 10 grand. Two grand is not enough to get that kind of work done right, so in a sense you get what you pay for. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
3: love him. Wow! I wish he was my grandfather. It's amazing they're not married anymore. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I'm amazed. Wow! Look at all these phone
4: calls. Right.
3: The one year anniversary show. Well, they want to get in. I think it's going pretty well. Yeah. yeah. And let's uh, let's see who this is. News talk here on there. Was Hello. Delta Hotel. Hey, yeah, who's that
1: okay, Hey guys, how's it going? Oh, hey and lady, how's it going, Delta Hotel? Right. <laughs> All right. I, well, that was kind of funny. Uh, yeah. Two grand. Yeah. What do you expect for, for that fee? <laughs> but uh, yeah, you guys were just talking about 9-11 and where were you at the time, that sort of thing. And I, I, I remember that day very vividly. Uh, I remember exactly what I was doing. I was behind closed doors chewing out one of my troops. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when we uh, emerged from my office. I could see this buzz in the hallway, and, of course, uh, sir, you need to go turn your TV on. Yo, the Twin Tower was struck by an aircraft. I'm kind of thinking, what? What in the heck? Right. So, of course, uh, you know, kind of like Barron's story, I turn on the TV, and I catch the second aircraft hitting the second tower. So, uh, at the time, I was actually uh, in charge of a course, uh, and uh, we had... uh, uh, (laughs) It was amazing. We actually had one of my students, we had about 80 students, and one of my students, his wife actually worked for United Airlines, and she was flying out of Boston's Logan Inter- International. Mm. Mm. Wow. So, uh, of course, I gave up my office for that guy, and I was like, dude, just find your wife. You know? Right? <laughs> just find out, make sure she's safe, and sure enough, thank God she was. Uh, uh, Of course, uh, we had all these students now. I had about 80 students in my course. We had several general officers in the building. We had to get them all back to their respective units. So we actually uh, rented a bunch of cars and uh, assigned drivers, and we drove all those guys back. Some to the Pentagon, some out west, some down south. I mean, it was was probably a good uh, 15 to 20 of them that we had to get them back to their unit cuz you know at that point you just don't know what to expect so uh yeah i remember that day very vividly
4: can we get to the the real question delta hotel yes what's that uh, i ran into you the other night i was on a hot date with my 8 year old daughter <laughs> she's cute <laughs> yeah she was she's great she loved you um uh what did you order that night
1: Oh ah, boy, what did I uh-huh. wear that night? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
4: Just spit it out. Don't, don't. Yeah, you don't have to well, dance around well, it. If you got a well, salad, admit it, you know? No, 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 no,
1: not at all. Yeah. My wife and I go out almost every
4: night. <laughs> so you can't remember? Okay, I got you. <laughs> oh, uh, the lap of luxury here. What is okay. Going on? <laughs> all right. Well, what
3: it, well, I'll it accept is, your answer. Uh, well, what it
1: is, um, actually, I think I got a steak. Now that I think about it. Yeah, that's a man. I well think done. I got a ribeye that night. That's, well done.
4: Yeah, that's a Hawaiian long, ribeye. Man. Is very good. That's how a man <laughs> orders, Baron. <laughs> hey.
1: But it was good to see you. Likewise. I got to uh, get you off line so I can get
4: your number. We can uh, hook up.
3: And
1: uh, I've got your number. I'll, I'll send you some. Okay, great. All right. Thanks, you thanks for the
4: call, man. All right.
3: Well, and before I forget, uh, yes, that open house with Eddie Bader and the Goodson Group. Yes, oh, Hazel right, Hedge. Right, yeah, 2062 Hazel Hedge in Montgomery. They're doing a $50 belt gift card giveaway. That's right. That's a big deal. But it's a really nice two-bedroom two-bath townhouse. New concrete back patio. You can sit on the back porch and, you know. Let me tell you, Hazel Hedge
4: is a gem of a neighborhood.
3: Really, is great location and priced thousands below other properties in Hazel Mm. Hedge area. So it's a steal. Mm. So you want to check that out Sunday, 2 to 4 in the afternoon, 2062 Hazel Hedge. Or just give Eddie Bader a call, 322-0662. Get all the deets. That means that's details. <laughs>
4: details. Baron. Very
3: impressed. It means details. Baron. Yeah, us uh, old people. Just in case you didn't know. Right.
2: Deets, right.
4: I know you're getting a little up there in age. Easy, Ryder. Don't let this gray beard fool you. I can still get rowdy. No,
3: I think the gray beard is very distinguished. Oh, thanks. Don't make me threaten you with kitchenware again. <laughs> I will seriously take a can opener right to your top lip. One of these not one of these like old school can openers but these new ones, like the pampered chef, where you, you, you screw around the top and it's got that little grabber. We all need yeah. it. Come on. Yeah, right there, that little grabber right on that top lip. I'm a little offended right now about the gray beard comment. But... No, it makes you look distinguished. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could use that, that uh can opener, tweeze out each individual one if you like. Okay. All right. <laughs> I got you.: All right.
2: Joey, we're going to be there soon.
3: So. Yeah, I was going to say, how long let's you think ca- that beard's going to stay dark oh, jet black?: but huh? I'm let's looking call, forward to it with my baby face and these
4: locks because I've got a
3: grandfather really fought: Joey. Exactly. So exactly. Thank about- you, Chris.
1: How,
4: uh, how long do you think you have till you go gray?
3: I don't know. maybe you know another another
4: decade. My beard started going gray about 32 or three.: I think I have until I'm 40. No. Um. Yeah. No, you, you, buddy. I got bad news. No, with all the red nobody meat. waits till. 40. No, but all the
3: red meat I eat. Mm. That holds back the gray. <laughs> I don't think that's a fact. I might get a case of the gout, but you know, <laughs> it's worth it to keep away the gray. If I see Joey limping, I'll be like, Yeah, I, don't, I might have a gray beard, but you got gout, All right? Well, I think you got a... gout. No, I bring on the gray. I, I want to be a silver fox. I you think will. Look you good.
2: will, but you have to keep your length. Up Are there, you going right? exactly. to keep the?
3: Yeah, oh, you going to keep the ponytail? You got to. You, you got, 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 got to keep the long hair. It abides. Is it in a mun right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Kind cool. of a low, tight. <laughs> Low and tight,
2: a messy
3: bun. Yeah, it's a messy bun. I can oh. let it down if you like.
4: No, no, that's fine. I, no, I
2: don't can. know if I can handle it with the or low
4: lights. I can. No, oh,
2: no, <laughs> I got it. I got
5: it
4: in there tight. Oh God. Oh,
3: you whoa, do. Hey, whoa, no, whoa, CG whoa. thirteen. Pull, pull it,
1: 13. No, pull it, it. Pull, that, pull it, Joe. Pull on it, pull on it. Pull 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 it. it. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Ah,
3: there was something that happened. Uh, during the bachelor party weekend in D.C. <laughs> that me pulling out my man bun just reminded me of. Uh, my hair was nasty that one night. It was the uh, the season opener. It was at the Alabama Alumni Bar. I was the only Auburn guy there. Oh, a bunch Joey. of bammers around me.
2: I'm so sorry. But this uh,
3: one chick I knew when she lived here, she's now married to a guy I know. But number one... I asked, actually, my my fellow bachelor party guys, the bros, like, is she uh, is she kind of handsy for somebody who's married? And they're me. like. Yeah, she is. No, I was a little taken aback. I liked the attention. But when somebody's, like, rubbing your chest and grabbing your arms, has her arm around your waist, and then she pulls my mammoth, like, can I see your hair? And, like, I'm like, it's nasty. She goes, oh, it is nasty. I'm like, yeah, it is. The way you said it is nasty It's weird. The <laughs> well, way you said it's nasty, like you liked it. Yeah, and then you she's like, can hair? I braid it? And she tugged on it extra hard, and I Holy was like, nice. my goodness, you're a married woman. Why are you this handsy? But then she was that handsy with other people people so i was like
4: maybe she's just handsy
2: mm. it's yeah. weird people's relationships are different you know
4: yeah she's like a, a walking stevie wonder song or something <laughs> what i don't know a song of,
3: like part-time part-time love? lovers what i was no, thinking okay about, yeah. it's
4: a great song it's,
3: it's a like, great song that's my anthem really these days joey
4: what <laughs> what
3: <laughs> my <laughs> anthem yeah, never mind. go ahead <laughs> yeah. I'm I just listen during the damn war show. When I play that song, I'm having a very good day. <laughs> I send out signals.
0: Uh, you send out
4: signals with your bumper music? Oh,
3: yeah. Do you really? Oh, yeah. You got to listen. You got to be What's, real. I'm going to start listening yeah. more intently. Yeah, yeah you got to. Signals
4: with bumper music? Oh, yeah.
3: Signals oh, to yeah. who?
4: To whom? Oh, no.
3: Just
2: to, to yeah.
3: anybody with the ears to hear, to quote the Bible? Is there?
2: Is that one of those, like, you know, if the shoe fits?
3: Right. Hold on. Oh. Hold on, hold on. Is there someone listening uh, that you're sending signals to? No, usually not. I'm just throwing them out there. <laughs> sending signals to anybody that wants to hear it. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know if I believe you right now. No, but like if I had a really good I'm really doubting you on your one year anniversary. <laughs> really good morning. Yeah. I'll play part time lover by Some Stevie really morning. good yoga. Yeah. Deep mm-hmm. stretching. No, it's more the yoga is like the, the prep. It's mm-hmm. like put it, yoga is like practice.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like practice. Getting a crow pose. Cheat Ch- up in there, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> Got to work on those shoulders and those triceps, man.
2: Oh uh, That's time you come in, really, 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 really tired.
4: Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. No, if you you're come in flush-faced and sweaty and your hair
3: no, this is why I do is this yoga. yoga? Yeah, I'm not flush-faced. I'm oh. not sweaty. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm feeling good. Hmm. And I'm a little tired. Yes, I'm very, okay. very tired. Oh, look at the time. And we have a call. <laughs> three to the top of the end. Oh, we have a call here. Who's this? It's Robert. Hey, Robert. What's up, man?
0: Hey, guys. Hey. I'm than you, know, you guys there, so let me give y'all a quick, quick, quick history list. All right. Okay, I came up through the Carter administration and the workforce. When I was in the workforce, everything went down here. Milk went up to about $5 a gallon. Oh, yeah. Gas went out of the roof. Then along came a guy named Ronald Reagan. Told us that he's going to do a trick down effect. In the trickle-down effect, he said he's going to make the rich richer, which is your employer, and the employer is going to make you richer by hiring you. And when in my, I was in that workforce, and my job contribution went up at least uh, 50% higher than what I was under the college administration because my bosses made more money. And in the plan that we had, the more money they made, they had to share it with the employee yep. So we it's the same thing that... Uh, The president is doing now. He's he's went back in history. He's going back. The poor cannot hire anybody. The poor cannot do anything for you. But the rich can hire, because if you make the rich available to do things to expand their business, when they expand their business, they have to hire someone to stay in the market. So when they hire someone, that puts everybody back into the workforce. Okay, now, when people cry about that, long came a guy called Bush One, and he said, read my lips. No
3: new taxes.
0: Right. He read his lips, and he threw us back into the Carter administration when Mm -hmm. he added taxes to the rich. Mm -hmm. So now, then we came along, and came along Clinton. Clinton came along, and he balanced the budget. When Mm -hmm. you balance your budget, that means you spend what you take in. Then along came Bush 2. He went to war because he was upset about what happened to his daddy Mm -hmm. when we hadn't quite recovered from under the Clinton administration. Then long came this guy with hope and change mm-hmm. and make everybody feel good and make everybody feel happy. All he was concerned about was his popularity, not the economy. Then long came this guy, said he's going to be hard-nosed, and he's going to put America back first. <laughs> and then he came along, and he implemented the friend that Reagan had all the time. Made so, it great again. So we're back to the Reagan administration saying, hey... The poor is gone when it's storm on the rich, it's
3: gonna rain on the poor. Well and Robert, I'm out of time, but that call deserves a guitar solo.
0: <laughs> it was that good.
2: Woo!
3: <sighs> <sighs> We're out of time.
2: Man
3: oh man. I didn't know you had a guitar solo drop. Oh yeah.
2: Well, well,
3: I have all sorts of drops like when you are me. a man. Sometimes you wear stretchy pants. I got that one. I mean, I've got...
2: Ah, uh, yes. Yes. I've
3: got that one. The <laughs> Rolex. I got the Ric
4: Flair. I got them all, man.
2: Do you have your own hotkey, Baron? We're, we're
4: Not with me on it. I've got people yelling at me on hotkeys.
2: And I'm
0: I
4: got... Lisa Keith, your friend calling me a big boy. <laughs>
1: Bottom right hot key. No, me. I can go back through these two hundred something hours of this last year and find some clips on you, man.